0: Hey everyone, today we have our first ever unedited special edition of Green Chair Conversations. I'm actually sitting in the original green chair here with you today. So if you're watching, forgive it stains. If you're listening, forgive it squeaks because it's right on cue. That is going to happen. Um, This chair has been around a long time. But I am here today with Executive Director of Ministry as well as Pastor Brian Albrecht in this episode We will share some stories, discuss some lessons we have learned along the way and get behind the scenes on how Green Chair got started. And yes, I said we. I'm going to be completely honest and transparent with you. This episode is way outside my comfort (laughs) zone, but I think it's going to be a fun one and we get to highlight and celebrate Green Chair's 12th episode. So I'm really excited about it here with you today. So let's get to it and meet Brian Albrecht in the original Green Chair. Well, you're yeah. not in the original. Like I'm so in, the in the original. A, I'm totally in the original. the original one. That's the new, updated
1: green yeah. chair. You say it has stains on it and such.
0: Yeah, that's why I got this blanket. <laughs> Normally, I have a blanket all over it, but it's an old, it's an old chair. <laughs> I mean, look, this is going to happen the whole episode. L- the squeakiness. Little, little, little yeah. I'm going to have creaking. to. Yeah, I'm going to have to sit still the whole, totally. the whole time. Um, okay, I want to start with you because that's number one, my Aww. comfort zone. But I love, like, when we started this whole thing. I remember coming to your office and saying, "Hey." I want to have a conversation about how you went to seminary because mm-hmm. you yeah, thought I'm going to uh-huh. maybe do ministry in some Something. sort of form and you just like fell in love with video. Okay, tell us that story because that's, that's a really cool one to me.
1: Okay, so this is going super way back. Okay. My story starts in Bulgaria. <laughs> no joke, it does. It oh, really? Bulgaria. I, yeah, thought I you're was just like a- literally there. I was like at a... Uh, I was on a missions trip with this group of people and there was this one night I knew I was going to get married later that summer and I was at this cafe and I was kind of thinking through what, what happens next?
0: Hmm.
1: I was doing ministry, very excited about ministry and and all that, but, um, didn't know what the next step was. And bottom line is seminary was the thing that, that was the next thing came Mm -hmm. back, got married. We were gung ho and we took Uh off and I had no real plan beyond that. Like I had no idea. What was going to happen hmm. my dad was pastor and kind of a small to mid-sized church to be honest what i saw of his life was not something that hmm. was super interesting to me it wasn't bad it was just didn't seem interesting so during seminary a number of things happened okay where'd you go
0: was it dallas theological dallas okay. seminary yeah
1: okay. so so the first thing that happened was was my wife was an actress still is an actress she's uh uh, but she was on she, she was doing a bunch of community theater mm-hmm. so I was hanging out with these people and these people were just very very fun mm-hmm. so we had a great time hanging out at the same time we started going to a church that was huge in the arts so they had people from uh, again this is a Dallas it was an Irving Bible church they had actors and actresses from Dallas theater Center it was very common for them to have mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. we had a sculptor
0: that's really yeah neat. totally
1: we, uh, she was unbelievable she crafted the cross that was hanging in the uh, the space and we also had a number of visual artists that were very very huh. so you had people that painted and mm-hmm. people so we incorporated all those different things and brought them into the service and it was very very um, fun and this was while I was at seminary so I was experiencing a little bit of that kind of through her mm-hmm. but the other person that was big too was was uh, Professor Reg Grant so he's a friend of mine he became a good friend of mine uh, I literally talked to him last week this is like 20 years oh that's years, really fun years. yeah he's that's really just, a good, just a good just but he got me onto um, sets. Huh. So he uh, back then wishbone, the little doggy. So <laughs> you're a little dog, little wishbone thing, right, right. right. He has the black spots, he's a cute little guy. So they shot all of that mm-hmm. stuff in uh, Dallas and his good buddy was the director there. So he would get me on these sets mm-hmm. and, and we did some things too that were fun, but basically I shadowed directors during that period of time. And what I realized was uh, they were doing this one piece on Anne Frank and they were actually in a, uh, basically in a concentration camp in this one scene and they had me behind the director and uh, (laughs) on this one scene they had a certain amount of fog that was being pushed into this room and it got crazy in the middle of the shot and I thought to myself as I'm standing there in the background, I'm like, you know, when they pushed the camera through at this one point in time, um, it just didn't come through clearly what they were trying to get out of the Anne Frank character. And immediately the guy said, cut, right in the middle of the scene. He goes, you know what, there's too much fog in here. It's getting in the way of us when we get the camera over there on Anne Frank. Like he said literally what was already in my mind. Oh, wow. And what I realized was, was there was sort of a one-to-one correlation between how he saw things hmm. and, um, and the way I was seeing them, that there was sort of a... Um, we were just seeing the same sorts of yeah, things. So yeah. I realized this was a cool thing and I was going to pursue it more. And
0: you had a niche for that it. That really,
1: yeah, that really started. And then the, the arts in general and how they had influenced my own life mm-hmm. and um, knowing how much they influenced mine, knowing that it will influence other people too. Yeah. So that's really where it all kind of started.
0: Yeah. And that's really neat too because you kind of marry the like theological training, especially now, right? Like that has so influenced, how many years you've been at Hope?
1: Sorry, I put you on the spot. It's a lot almost, of years. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: you, I mean, that has really influenced heavily, like, what we do within our video ministry totally. and the way we tell stories and everything that we do.
1: Can I tell you one story? Yes. This is going to sound, uh, this could sound egotistical. I'm going to say it anyway. You're going to say it anyway. Yeah. See, you have well, to. Well, and you can you We can't edit. Me, you can this tell is me. unedited. Totally. <laughs> this is unedited. So, I don't have any, yeah, whatever comes out of my <laughs> No, I, uh, so, I've been here for a while. Uh, we, I, I can't remember. I mean, we... We've produced hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. of little short videos on all kinds of different subjects. But it could have been about an addict who uh, find, found health. We, we did one on um, a guy who had attempted suicide mm. and and what that looked like on the other side. The broken marriage, it was just so many marriages that we've seen that yeah. have come together. Just yeah. very, very beautifully, yeah. right? Yeah. So, uh, Lost my train of thought. What, I was, what was I just talking about? What was I? Just... <laughs> You're talking. Oh yeah, yeah. About, okay. Yeah. So, so this this is over this 15 year period of time. Mm-hmm. Well, during that same period of time, there was one uh, moment where there was a group here in town who was trying to raise funds to get a major motion picture picture mm-hmm. out into the the public. And so we were we were all working together, and uh, I spent hundreds of hours trying to help out with this project. And in the end. It didn't go through, because we couldn't raise the yeah, development yeah. costs. It was a big, big number. Yeah. Um, but it was a one year period of time. And at, at that moment in time, my heart was very much for this thing to get done. Yeah, and when yeah, it didn't happen, yeah. I was extremely disappointed. Yeah. Fast forward like five, five years. What I realized was, was that part of the calling on my life hmm. was to be making little films. That's it funny. wasn't about making the big film.
0: That's really cool. It was
1: about telling stories that really changed people's lives. That's and really cool. And that, that was the story for me. The story for yeah. me was not to be doing that thing. It was to be doing the work that I've, that I've been a part of here.
0: That's really cool.
1: And work with all these teams, all these people yeah. here too that have been yeah. great friends. And, That's
0: really yes. cool. I love yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Me too. Okay. 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 So let's flip this around. Okay. I, because it's I, unedited <laughs> and this is like, you know, a whole different thing today. <laughs>
0: That makes me so nervous, though.
1: It's okay, okay, no, no. no, no okay. So, so, but this is uh, my this is safety new, zone. Yeah, totally. So this is a new thing here, right? This is a new thing. Yes, okay. So green you're chair. doing digital, online, pastor, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Tell me about this green chair thing. Tell me about this how, idea. How yeah. did this all yeah. come together?
0: Okay, so I, I was just thinking about this. This is like, I mean, it, how much time do we really have, really, to talk about this? <laughs> but, I mean truthfully, like the conception of this went goes back to like five, five, six years ago, Mm -hmm. I guess, Uh, when I, part of it for me is this passion on meeting people where they're at, Mm -hmm. right? Just really, um, instead of saying like, be here at this time, do this at this time, and come, come, like as a church, right, come to us, come to us, which is nothing wrong with that. We need Mm -hmm. small groups, we need to meet, we Mm -hmm. need to gather, we need to be together. But I just feel like over the years, times have kind of Changed yeah. as I mean we're all experiencing it now, but I mean if you back this up, so <clears throat> about five years ago, I'm working mm-hmm. under women's ministry. Mm-hmm. I'm working with the moms. Yeah. I'm navigating that as well, right? I'm ordained. I just mm-hmm. got ordained. I'm a pastor, and I have um, kids. Yeah, and so I'm trying to navigate yeah. this. Yeah, it's a and lot I, of And I, it's a lot of stuff. Yes. But what I found was in my own personal life was, you know, it was a hard niche for working moms. Yeah. Um, a lot of things are geared at the 11 a.m. 10:30 slot, and I thought, you know, this is a really hard time to include women yes. and moms into something. That,
1: my wife struggles. Yeah, she she works. And that was career.
0: that. Yeah, and so yeah. Th- I really that was the st- Like that was the kind of conception of it but I kind of feel like even backing up further we're not going to get into all of that but like (laughs) even when I was working with students in the youth ministry what I found that God has done over the years is I've stepped into these spaces and I thought you know I wish I had this when I was their age or I wish I had this when I was growing up and I remember uh, when I was working with Brett we were doing um, I was in college working with students I was an intern your office
1: was in Jane's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Old office, yes. Yeah, there. yeah, that is right. That, that's all yeah, yep. way over there. Yep.
0: And so I'm working here and I'm like, Man, I wish there was something for college students mm-hmm. and Brett's like, Yeah. Let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of started trying to talk Mm -hmm. through how do we do something for Mm -hmm. college students? What does that look like? And it's really just because I was like, I really wish I had that. Um, Back it up even further, when I started doing youth ministry, um, I was like, man, I wish I had a group of people, a small group that I went through high school with uh, and and we could do ministry with or just kind of had a group. And Brett was like, "Well, why don't you stay? Start ni- with these ninth grade girls. This was when I was yeah. on staff here. Start with this group of ninth grade girls and, and see them all the way through college. And so um, I stayed with the same group of people all the way to college. That's like some of them were—they were my wedding. It was really cool. That is um, crazy. Years, years later, I mean, we really invested in each other's lives. But that started because I wish I had that. Right? I didn't have that in the space. So I think." The underlying thing is, I think God has been preparing me for this um, for a while, and then the like kind of conception of it happens with the moms, working moms thing, is thinking, yeah. well, I wish. There was something where I could get connected in some sort of way. But what I found, though, is then working and being a mom, like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's still even hard to go do something else. Right. It's still hard. Like you're working all day. Then you want I want to be with my kids. I want to be with my husband. Like I want to be with my family. And so I don't even know if I want to go then to another meeting. Mm -hmm. But I still want a sense of community. And how can we how can I do that? And what I found is where was I learning and growing and listening? I'm listening on podcasts. I'm listening on, I'm getting all of this information online that I'm learning. And that's kind of propelling me through motherhood, truthfully, is I'm finding that elsewhere. And so for me, I was like, man, I want hope to be in that space. You know, I want hope to be in a space where we can say, uh, we're, we have a voice in that realm, yes. and we're kind of helping propel people, totally. even if we can't all be together in person. But what's crazy to think about this is that was pre-COVID. No,
1: that's what's so wild to me. I think that's what's so funny about it is is to think that you are thinking that in the same context where yeah. COVID comes in, where where church has to be has personal. to,
0: yeah. And that's what was that's what's so crazy about this because I mean, even the conversations on you know, do we have a like? Can hope make this happen? Right. Can do we have a place for this? Yes. Does this really happen? Yeah, you know. After COVID happened, it was like, yeah, yeah. The conversations were completely well, different. And it's you like, have to, you have, you have to, to do it. like, we have to think creatively. We have to think outside the box. Yes. We have to say, you know, how can we engage with one another? And it's not. I mean, the podcast podcast that we had yeah. was it's just our service. Yeah. You know, it's just a flat. lot, right. But we're saying right. let's let's go a little bit beyond right. that right. And, right. And, and do something. So well, that's and you've a really great. The, the you know, it's funny
1: because it. you talk about that um, for yourself and. Obviously, it seems like when we feel needs yeah. for ourselves, yeah. those are the places that we can really mm-hmm. give because we can speak to it very directly. But I remember early on, I think this was prior to before you actually did green chair, but you did a lot of things where you were talking while walking. Yes. And maybe yeah. you still do that a lot and I just <laughs> have another. But I loved it because yeah. it was like it was right out of life and it's right out of exactly the yeah. sorts of things that you were just talking about.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. You're seated in the green chair.
0: I am in, yes. seated in the green chair. Okay.
1: So can you tell us some stories about the green Things, chair. Yeah, about the green chair. Uh,
0: well, I mean, I feel like I I'm gonna tell all these per- <laughs> like the people listen. I'm like, remember that one time you were talking? No, I can't tell these like personal stories. Of- but I was thinking of like, um, you know, the biggest irony of this whole. I was thinking of uh, how many offices this chair has seen. Mm-hmm. I have had a lot of offices around here.
1: Yeah, a lot of office. And you know what's so funny? Because when you first started talking about the whole green chair thing, what I remember is, didn't Jack Kelly, our graphic designer, didn't he have it for a long period of time? Yes, yes. So I I I inherited this. I remember like in the communications area, you would walk in and it was like office chair, office chair, office chair, and then the green chair. Yes.
0: So (laughs) this chair was sitting in the hallway getting ready to get thrown out. So it was getting ready to get thrown out. And I loved it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I just had this like regular black office chair, which is fine. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I love that green chair. <laughs> and so I go into, which is very ironic now, I go into Kathy Flake's office uh-huh. and I say, Kathy, whose chair is this? And she's like, uh, I don't, it's nobody's. Yeah, I think no. we're getting rid yeah, of it. Do right. you want it? And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, I want this green chair. So I take the green chair and I have it in my office. And then, I mean, it was a series of, so the, the irony behind it is like, it's it's really kind of funny of just like, it's kind, to me it's almost like this like, metaphor of adaptability and flexibility and transitions yes. and being able to kind of like okay go with the flow yeah. but like i mean i literally i just pile up all my stuff in this chair and then i just walk it down the walk it down the uh, the hall yeah. and just move into a new and office here, and then move here and then move you here you yeah it stayed with me all this time I mean, and also Jeff kelly apparently. i look ridiculous yes. doing this like yes. i mean you should see me today bringing this thing over here yeah. like just rolling across roll the, whole the whole church whole with a green chair i'm like i i was just talking to To somebody, and I was like, I bet people thought, oh, I guess Jessica's moving offices again. (laughs) It's been so many. Nothing new.
1: Yeah. Nothing new. Nothing
0: new. Okay, okay.
1: So this is like very unedited, apparently, (laughs) right? But you've done, this is the 12th episode, correct? This is 12, yeah. This is number 12. So you've obviously talked to uh, Greg Whelan and Effie Johnson and Joe Gilbert and there's just uh, Rufus and Eli. You've done, uh, so out of all these stories, So far, tell me about one or two that really, really resonated with you.
0: It's like, I I feel like it's a a really, like the joke would be like, pick your favorite child, right? Like, cause Mm -hmm. you just, you get in these conversations with people Mm -hmm. and I'm just so hooked, you know, like I just, I love every single one of them and just each one has a way of just saying um, I have left each time, moved and changed and better because of them. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, um, because I think just something about hearing people's stories that look or sound different than mm-hmm. yours, or even just being challenged by it, is just so like crazy. But if I, I like the, the each one, I mean, I'm I'm obviously drawn to the ones that I'm like like when Effie's talking about like. She, she's talking about Joshua 1, 9, be bold and courageous. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I could use some of that in my life. Right. Like, I need that. Right. And, I mean, I, I Craig Thompson talks about getting creative and making pivots and changes, which is yeah. exactly what I've always, yeah. like, been doing yeah. my entire career cool. is making pivots yeah. and changes. I'm like, I could use some of yep. that, you know. <laughs> so, like, every time somebody's talking, I'm like, I like that. I like, I like, I just am <laughs> learning so much on it. But, you know, what's interesting to me is I feel like as we're having these conversations, there's such a thread of journey. This kind of idea of like, yes. for me, it's just like everybody is on this journey, and it it pivots and twists and turns, and it does all these different kinds of things, and it's not ever usually like we expect it to be, which is partially why I love your story. No, yeah, 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 because okay, it's I, not what you so thought. So can,
1: can I can I jump into Please. like one verse that's like a so. When I was growing up, I never understood this verse. It's in Ecclesiastes. And I love Ecclesiastes, (laughs) right? But um, the verse is, and I want to make sure I read it right, but it's in Ecclesiastes chapter 7. And it comes kind of out of nowhere. It doesn't really fit into what happened before it or Uh after it, I guess, which is true of Ecclesiastes. There's a lot of that kind of movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the verse is, consider what God has done. Who can straighten what he has made crooked? Hmm. And when I was younger, I did not understand that. It didn't make any sense to me. But it, it's uh, honestly, it's exactly the sorts of things that we're talking about right now. Yeah. At the end of the day, it is a straight line to him.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. He's put all of the points together in our lives
0: mm-hmm. and kind
1: of brought us to where we're at. And it it's not the way it was originally intended or mm-hmm. the clarity that we once thought yeah. that we had. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He took all these little moments... And made it perfectly exactly what he wanted them to be. Yeah. I love that verse.
0: That's really, really good. It's one to grow on. Right. (laughs) I like that. I like that a lot. Because it really is. It feels like it is like everybody just, it's such a journey. It's such a process and it's such a learning and growing. And you know what's interesting to me too? Is like, no, you don't know. Yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, What's interesting is that, you know, in these people's stories, the places they didn't want to be is Mm. ultimately what pivots them to kind of their calling. Like they kind of land in this place that's hard or difficult or complicated or uncomfortable or um, they wrestle with this. I love, I can't remember who says it. It's an author and I, I should remember, but it's a holy discontentment. Mm-hmm. This idea of like really being discontent with something and it kind of presses them and pushes them into this place where they're supposed to go the whole yes. time. And I think that that's, that's just something I've seen throughout totally. every person's story. Totally. So that's a long
1: winded one. Okay, okay. The Do we have any final thoughts? Any final thoughts that you need to deliver to this wonderful public out there <laughs> that, that you're already speaking to, but yes. on this 12th episode? Uh, I
0: guess, I mean, I guess for me, so I'm getting right, I'm considering going to seminary since we're talking about your seminary mm-hmm. journey. So I'm considering going to seminary and I. Um, interviewing and talking to people trying to figure out am I actually going to do this whole thing am I mm-hmm. really going to go to seminary is this really even like do I need this yes. in my I'm, I'm doing youth ministry or just got done you yes. do youth ministry yeah. at the time and I call uh, a good friend of mine's mom because she had gone to Fuller mm-hmm. and she was one of the first she's actually one of the only women I knew that went to seminary mm-hmm. and so I called her and wanted her perspective I'm like man I Tommy and I just got married a little while ago. At some point, right. maybe we want a family. Like, what if I get pregnant halfway through seminary? Right. Which is ironic because that was that my literally, that's what happened. Okay. And that was literally my like <laughs> biggest fear is like, what if I have kids in the middle of the seminary? Yeah. But I, I'm kind of hashing huh. all this out. What if I get through seminary and then I don't even use my seminary degree? Yeah. What if, like, I had all these, like, I had a whole big list of like what ifs. And she's like, Jessica, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, it's not so much about the final decision or the end result. It's the journey along the way. And the for me, seminary shaped me and made me a better mom. It made me a better wife. It made me a better pastor. I mean, so she kind of laid into this, and that completely changed my perspective. Yeah. And so instead of it being about yes or no seminary, and then once I made that decision, what is God gonna do with this? Mm-hmm. Um, it was more about okay. Like, I'm just not going to try to figure this out. Like, I'm just going to go along on this journey and I'm going to lean into these really weird twists and turns and crooked places that you were talking mm-hmm. about. Um, I'm just going to lean into these and say, I'm just going to roll with this because what else am I going to do? Like, I cannot, I literally cannot figure out what's, what's next. And so I guess my, that's a long or super long-winded way for my final thought mm-hmm. really to be um, just kind of don't try to figure it out. Like, we, tr- I, I spend so much time trying to figure it out. Yes. Like, if we just take it step by step, day by day, and what I keep hearing people saying now is more like moment by moment, because this is a hard time to say, my advice to you is to enjoy right. the journey, because the journey is kind of terrible right now, right? It's like a collective terribleness. <laughs> right. And so, everybody's going to hate me for saying this, but the point is that, like, I think we still have to find, like, good. Like, I just officiated this wedding, mm-hmm. and this couple had to think totally outside the box. Totally. They wanted to get married in this church and right. then they couldn't because the number of people. Hundreds and hundreds people. of people. And yeah, that, yes. and then they do this like super sweet little thing at this church with just their family. And it was so powerful to me that I just left so impacted by it and thinking, you know, we could worry about how is this all going to play out and what's it going to look like, but we can find moments of intentionality mm-hmm. along the way and be able to say, okay, like I, I can find good here and propel that into my into my journey and my path. Anyway, so that that would be my final. What yeah, about you? Beautiful. What would you You and I have been having this conversation? You know, and... So
1: I've actually been thinking about these sorts of things a lot lately yeah. too. And um, I keep coming back to the, uh, I think it's in Philippians 2. It says, uh, <laughs> work out your salvation mm-hmm. with fear and trembling, mm-hmm. for it is God who works in you mm-hmm. to will and to act according to his good purpose. And I love that there's sort of two sides to that same story. Mm-hmm. There's the intentionality on our part. Yeah. to do the things that we feel like we're called to do. Yeah. And then there's that subtext that is all that stuff that's happening under the surface
0: Yeah. Yeah. that God
1: is literally doing yeah. to kind of line things up and make, make an amen. And then I'll, immediately I go to thinking about a surfer. So I think about, because <laughs> a surfer does the same thing, right? surfer, yeah. like, you know, when you're out there on the, I don't surf, I'm making it sound like I surf a lot. I, don't, <laughs> yeah, I have surfed, but okay. I don't surf a lot. But uh you know, a surfer, when they're, when they're out there, they pick a line, right? They're out there, and you're watching the swells, and you're watching how it kind of works, and you're thinking on your part, and then you, you pick the moment where you start paddling, but the thing that energizes it and pushes you forward is the energy of the wave. You didn't create the energy in the wave. It was just there, mm. and you, you picked the line, and then you got up, and then you rode it. And I think that's sort of, I've been thinking a lot about that concept in life, kind of looking at the different things going on around you and those waves that you can literally ride. You just stand up and get pushed along hmm. and really enjoy cool. it, have fun and try to ride it as best you can and, and all that good stuff. So, and fall sometimes. And fall sometimes.
0: And that's okay. And that's like, okay. I think sometimes I'm the type. I am of the type that is afraid of falling. <laughs> and I don't like it. I don't prefer it. I'm just yep. like, okay, I'm gonna do the surfing. perfect. And yep. obviously it's not called the surfing. <laughs> Clearly, I've <have> never surfed. <laughs> I, I can talk about boogie boarding. I can't talk about surfing, yep. but I think that that's part of it yes. too, is like allowing yourself to like try and yes, so hey, yes. thanks.
1: Hey, That's great, it's great first, to hang out with you. This
0: is it's, fun. The yeah, unedited version totally, totally. with Brian Albright. Yes.
1: It's awesome. Well, it's great to be with you. And invite me back. And can you tell me one story about this cactus? Because I'm confused. <laughs> Why oh, is there a cactus in that, here?
0: That, it, there has to be because, number one, I have an obsession with them. And number two, I load my – remember I told you I moved multiple offices yes, and desks many, totally. many times. It's, it's literally time? books and fake plants. And that okay. one is one that has been with me as well. Is that fake? Oh, yeah, it's oh, fake. Oh, gosh, I had no idea. See?
1: It looked real to me. It
0: does look real. It does. I kind of want to
1: grab it just to see if it actually hurts.
0: <laughs> thank you so much again. <laughs> I so appreciate you doing this. Um, and thank you for asking me questions, too. So oh, this was kind of fun yeah. for us to have, have, a, cool. have a Very conversation. Cool. And that is a wrap for our first ever special edition Green Chair Conversation with Brian Albrecht. Thank you so much for being connected with us today. Don't forget, you can share today's conversation with a friend or watch any previous conversations at HopeChurchMemphis.com forward slash GCC. As well, you can listen on Spotify or Apple podcast apps. And as always, feel free to email me at GreenChair at HopeChurchMemphis.com. Love you guys and see you next week. See ya.